Hey, Chi-Town, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, and I'm dope, funny, and goofy. <laughs> and you guys just never know who I'll be interviewing next because I love people and I love giving back. So join me on this magical journey from hidden underground talents to legendary film directors across the world. Or watch me get hyped off solo music reviews from cool tracks to hip-hop beats. Because we now stream it on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. It's Miss Hip-Hop and we live, baby. Time to represent Chicago's number one podcast, Speak Your Mind. Hello, Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, a.k.a. Miss Hip Hop. And today, joining us is a brilliant guest. She is an ambidextrous neurosurgeon artist, and she's here to discuss how using both her hands enhanced her entire career. So you guys, without further ado, Bringing up next to the mic from Honolulu, Hawaii, is the talented and artistic Dr. Catherine Cole. Hey, Catherine. Both, <laughs> waving with both hands. My spirit fingers. Yeah. You, you can start. You want to become ambidextrous? Start right there. Okay. And, um, and one of the thi- one of the things you know, since I am a brain surgeon, I'm actually born and raised in Honolulu, um, biracial and did medical school in Hawaii, and then uh, went from Honolulu to uh, New York City without stopping in between, cultural shock, and Mm -hmm. then uh, did my training in neurosurgery at Mount Sinai in New York City, and I actually live in New York City. And so um, my home base, my actually home base, adopted home base is New York City. I've been there for many, many years. And that's that's where where Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I practice, and that's where my practice of uh, neurosurgery, and that's where I actually, my art studio is. But um, one of the things I wanted to bring up was that, you know, your, um, your handle, speak your mind, right? Mm-hmm. So you could have, uh, you could have actually said, speak your brain. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Switch real, you know? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love your background. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's um, that's a project that I did, um, kind of emulating Warhol, Andy Warhol, who's a pop art was a pop artist, and hmm. I did um, probably over a hundred of these, and they're all different. And that one in the back there, the the black one has music. Really? A sheet, yeah, it's a brain over sheet music. I it's see it now. Yeah, my yeah so i did literally literally hundreds of these um as a project and they're all different and they're all colorful some of glitter they're all they're all different yeah quite a quite a collection and it makes a really good background it's absolutely fantastic like seriously yeah yeah (laughs) for real yeah you so 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 music and the brain for me is like really really super important so you'll see music coming up a lot in my um art um, and um, it has a lot to do with uh, brain development, and I realized the importance of brain, uh, of music uh, in the development of the brain. 
Yeah, does that um does that create um a sense of hope for people that live with dementia? Well, you know, I think music is very important to the developing brain. Mm -hmm. That's why um, the market for music is so hot during the teen years till about 30, 35, because I think there's something about music that helps the brain develop or soothes the developing brain. It does something to that, the brain. You know, the brain is developing during the teenage years and into your 20s. And so I think... Uh, um, you know, the market is so um, predominated by um, young people that I think it's really important for music in the brain. Uh, one of the things I, I um, advocate for is that uh, people tend to, like 50s, 60s, uh, 40s, they tend to listen to the music they had when they were growing up. Yeah. And their musical catalog collapses around that era. And so I'm advocating for listening to music continually, mm. uh, different types of music, not just the music that was important to you in high school and in your 20s, but music that is 10 years above you and 10 years below you, or even 20 years below you. Actually, I'm starting to listen to the uh, music from the 40s. Wow. Yeah, there's a station on um, Sirius. Yeah, called, Sirius XM. Very interesting. Uh, Sirius is very interesting because it goes by decades. Mm -hmm. And so rather than listening to the music that's familiar for you and brings back memories and things like that, it's really important to go outside your um, comfort zone and listen to contemporary music, rap, hip hop, and go all the way back to the 40s, classical, everything. I think music is really important to your brain. And I'm so um, impressed with what you're doing. Uh, by talking Thank about you. it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, Carol was right. You are absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, oh, Carol. Carol's a very good artist in her own right, too. Yes, and, she uh, is. Yes, yeah. She is. I mean, I just, I mean, I'm all about the brain um, in any capacity um, whatsoever, uh, whether it's art, whether it's science, I'm all about the brain, whether it's operating on the brain. Uh, that that's my whole um pa passion in life so yeah. what got you to that point where you you grew up and said you know i want to be a neurosurgeon one day did you actually do that at 10 or however old you were no i couldn't even spell it in high yeah. school yeah <laughs> i didn't even know what the heck that was right <laughs> coming right. from hawaii no i i was uh, i went to medical school i thought i was going into women's health i was going to be an OBGYN whoa and yeah that's it that's what i was going to be doing and then uh when i got to the the because nobody encouraged women back then right yes um, it was you know you, you sort of just want you know they got i got into medical school i was very proud of it the university of hawaii has a history of taking women really? um, they're one of the most yeah they were one of the early schools that took women oh okay. and so yeah yeah and so hawaii is very progressive in that domain uh well the president Obama was yeah. born and raised in Hawaii. And so yeah. um, the, so anyway, I thought, well, you know, I'm going into women's health. I'm going to help women. And then I sort of um, wandered into the, uh, what they call the neuroanatomy class where you're actually learning, you're dealing with the, uh, the human brain, dissecting it. And, and that was it. I, I, fell, I fell in love. Yeah, I could definitely tell through your conversation that, um, yeah, that was it. That was it. I just said, no, no, this thing is so complex. I, I just have to devote my life to trying to understand it. 
Yeah. And then, um, and then I found out that the best way to bring the brain to the public who doesn't have my background, because I operate on the human brain, I've seen the human brain in real life on the operating table. There is nothing more beautiful on earth than the live human brain, period. It is the most beautiful thing. In fact, when we're doing brain surgery, and I expose the brain during the operation, the room goes silent for a few seconds. The power, the majesty, the incredible complexity of this organ silences the whole room. And then people go back in a few seconds, but it, there's so much power in it. And I realized that um, I get a really lucky special view that nobody else has. I mean, it's like, it's almost like, um, you know, the guys that walked on the moon. There's very few people who have seen the real living human brain. And so I said, you know, let me just try to see if I can express this to the regular, the, the public who don't have a chance so that they can understand, uh, you know, one of the prime, one of the prime powerful things of why the human uh, species has done so well. So that's why I do, I try to express that through my art. It yes. channels but from the operating room through the art studio, it channels through my art. Wow. So you, <laughs> yeah, what I got from you is uh, basically whatever talent you started off as a child, it transcends on until you are an adult, until you make it into your own, you know? Mm -hmm. so yeah. For you, the human brain in, in my head is very powerful. Now I can imagine being in the operating room and then it exposes itself. And then that moment of silence, I, I can hear it and feel it and see it because it is powerful. Um, it's, very, it's very moving to see it. And it happens every time, no matter how many times I've seen it, it just, uh, it moves you beyond yourself. Yeah, it, it definitely does. So the drawings behind you, did you, did you do that with both your hands? Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're real simple. I mean, these are, these are simple. Uh, it's like, it's a project. Um, it's very simple. Um, but some of the other drawings are really uh, detailed. I actually went to school and have a master's of fine art with, um, you know, in, in uh, representational painting. So I'm actually a trained artist. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. What's, what is the difference between a neurologist and a neurosurgeon? Well, okay, so it's like a, a neurologist doesn't do surgery um, and a neurosurgeon operates. And so mm. there's, a big, there's a big difference and the training is much longer for a neurosurgeon. The training after medical school was eight years. What? Yeah, four years of college, four years of medical school and eight years of training. So 16 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's 16 insane. years to be a brain surgeon. Yeah. Were you freaked out when you first saw uh, your first brain? Were you freaked out when you saw your first brain? No, no, not at all. I was in love. Wow. Love at first sight. Uh, if you could ever be in love with something more powerful than yourself. That was it. That's true. That is and it never, it never passed. It's like you're, some people are lo in love with music. Mm -hmm. uh, some people are in love with some passionate about some other thing um, that is not personal. Well, that was it for me. Yeah. 
it's held. It's held my whole life. That's so I picked the right thing. I somehow stumbled into the right thing. Yes, you did. Yes, you yeah. did. And I can actually see uh, being ambidextrous and being a neurosurgeon can, can, can kind of go hand in hand because you have to have that, that delicacy in your hands and you have to be able to focus with your eyes and you, you got to be precise. And how did you teach yourself how to write with both hands? Because I tried that as a kid and I gave up. <laughs> what are you right-handed? Yes. Yeah. So I'm a natural right-hander, but I, um, I don't sit still very well. I'm a, I'm really hyper uh, kinetic mm, cool. <laughs> moving around a lot and uh, your high energy. And so, uh, to put me in a lecture hall is not a good idea. Because I'll either annoy the person sitting by me or I'll like fall asleep. So yeah. So I um I said to stay awake, I'm gonna switch to my left hand. To stay alert, I'm gonna switch to my left hand. And that's what I did. And so it took me uh during the lectures, it took me like a couple it took me a decade actually. Yeah. To become ambidextrous. I think um if if I ever did anything really um uh, po uh, immensely positive for myself. That was it. That has made the single biggest difference in my uh, ability to operate well, write well, um, paint, draw, um, everything. Um, if you can do something with both hands, you're really efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it helps your brain too. I don't think I would have been an artist if I hadn't become ambidextrous, but it's a really tough process. Um, really tough. It's very hard. It's like learning a language. Oh, yeah. It's that hard. I would think you would learn a language easier than to be ambidextrous because you, you know, you got to work both sides of your brain, you know? Right. Well, left-handed people are by default a little bit ambidextrous mm. uh, because the world is right-handed. You know, you think about turning the knob on uh, you know, when you open a door, everything is geared toward people who are right-handed. Um, scissors is right-handed. So the left-handed people um, have to sort of use both sides. I think their brains might be a little bit different. And that's why there's so many extraordinary left-handed people, because they use more. I think having switched from right to left, a natural left-hander probably uses more of their right hand also than than uh, somebody else because you know you probably don't use much of your left hand at all right right when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Right. Yeah so, think, yeah, so think about going through life without using one hand. It, it doesn't make sense, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, Riddle is hanging there like this, right? Yeah, it's like this. You gotta get that thing in. You gotta employ that thing. <laughs> Girl, you're using all of your brain power. <laughs> I'm serious. And that's a good question, actually. That was my icebreaker question. And I was going to say, we use, ten, they, they, they say that it's a, is it true or not? If you use 10% of your brain or not, 
What do you think? I don't think people use their full potential. I think it takes a lot of uh, determination and will to um, exercise everything you have up here. It's hard because, you know, laziness, um, time, time is really a, a problem. And just, um, you know, switching to the left hand is hard. It's hard physical work yeah. and mental work. You have mm -hmm. to have such discipline to do that. But um, so here, here's, your, here's your homework. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, well, go ahead and brush your teeth with your left hand today, okay? Okay, it's gonna be hard. Be careful, it. be careful. I don't wanna have you calling me and say, I had to go to the dentist, I knocked my tooth out. <laughs> I can picture that happening. Don't, don't. <laughs> you can post that. I'll, I'll be laughing. <laughs> so I'm going to blame you for it. <laughs> yeah, po post a thing with the black. You know, oh, I lost my tooth. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I do have a, a few more questions about, like, your art. Now, mm -hmm. tell the audience the story of the, um, the painting that you drew of Obama. Well, you know, so Obama is, uh, you know, born and raised in Hawaii, right? Mm -hmm. And he's biracial like I am. Yes. And so I felt, I felt, the, and, and the generation is pretty close. I'm a few years older than him, but the generation is pretty close. Um, we didn't go to the same high schools, but I went to public high school. He went to private, but I always admired him immensely. And um, he, uh, so what happened was, um, you know, I wanted to do a painting of him. And um, I came across, you know, I was in Honolulu uh, at the time and I was uh, at Costco. Hmm. And there was a, there's a brand in Hawaii called Hawaiian Sun, S-U-N. It's really popular with drinks, but it's only in Hawaii. And so you, you know, you wouldn't know it unless you were born and raised in the, in the Pacific, Hawaiian Sun. And uh, so I found a cardboard um, Hawaiian Sun package um, in the dumpster in Costco. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, you know, this frames it really well. And so I actually painted him on um, the Hawaiian sun because he's actually, instead of Hawaiian sun, S-U-N, he's Hawaiian sun, S-O-N. And I'm doing a whole series of um, Hawaiian sun uh, notar notaries. Uh, for example, Obama's one. Uh, there's some Hawaiian activists uh, with respect to the native culture that I'm very um, interested in. Uh, there's also a woman who was uh, one of the first, she was the first Asian American woman to serve in, uh, I think it was co either Congress or the Senate, Patsy Mink. And she's responsible for authoring Title IX. And Title IX is very important for allowing women equal access to higher education. Oh. So Patsy Mink is also a Hawaiian son. Okay. And so I'm doing a series of notable people from Hawaii um, that the world might not know of uh, because in, you know, in essence, Hawaii, people from Hawaii are very humble. Yeah. Um, it's not in our culture to um, you know, boast about our, uh, some of our uh, achievements. Mm. And uh, so, so that's, you know, anyway, he's the, he's the first one in that series. Of Hawaiian Sun, right? Obama. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah, too. yeah, that's yeah, yeah. so cool. So when is even that though story? he's uh, his adopted city is your city, but he's originally from Hawaii. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Such a commonality. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I, I actually 
don't recall my last question. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> now I have to really look at my notes. But um, I want to ask you, you know a lot about the brain. So science says that we, we as adults need about seven to nine hours of sleep for ample health. What are what and opposed to not getting enough sleep? How what what are the effects on the brain from that? Uh, well, you know, you have to listen to your body's clock, mm. and each person is different. You know, like um, I think you, if you listen carefully to what your body needs, you'll find out what you need. And I think the sleep requirement is very hard to change. I don't require much sleep. I think from three to five hours. Yeah, born like that. Just born like that. Yeah, <laughs> lucky. Lucky and so yes. yeah, just really, just really lucky. But some people require eight to ten, and you have to. In order for you to feel healthy, you have to really adhere to what your body requires, and that's that's kind of set from birth. I think it's really hard to go against it. But you know, one of the things I wanted to bring up um, that I think your audience, um, I might need help from your audience mm -hmm. in, is um, incorporating some music into their music, some of the things from the hospital. Um, I, I'm interested, you know, like people ask me, they say, what do you listen to when you're in the operating room? And um, I tell them that I, the, the symphony for me in the operating room is listening to the heartbeat, mm. um, listening to the respiration, and um, also the tools. You know, there's instruments, you know, we use drills to mm. get through bone. And those drills have a note. Um, I have a painting called um, Craniotomy, which is opening the skull to get to the brain. Craniotomy in G sharp. And the reason I call it G sharp is because that particular drill works really well when the sound coming out of it is G sharp. And so learning about music when you're young and keeping it in your brain helps in all parts of life, not just putting out um, tapes and CDs and becoming a musician, but it helps in life period. And I, my musical ear helped me tune that drill so that that drill could open the skull in the best way possible. Yeah, so that's what your, I mean, I'd be, you know, really interested in having an operating room symphony um, if any of uh, any of your audience has any of that interest, they should hit me up because okay. I do have some, I have some musical, um, I mean, I have some um, tapes from the operating room, some MP3s that I'd like to incorporate into somebody's music. Yeah, uh, I think definitely they, they can help you out with that for sure. And I can too. Um, do you like symphony music? Does you, do you think symphony music makes you smart? more intelligent? No, um, when I say symphony, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor, meaning that the heart provides a certain rhythm and a certain note. Uh, it's not really symphony music per se, but the respiration and the heart, there's no notes, but the heart beats at a certain frequency and things like that. I like all music. Um, of course, I was raised during the 70s and 80s. I came up, that's the music that resonates with me. But I realized that um, it was too comfortable for me, mm, mm, that I want mm. to go outside my era and listen to music because um, 
I think it's really important for my brain to keep accepting new sounds, new tones, new lyrics. It's really, really important as I go through life to continue to grow that way. Yes, I definitely agree with you. <laughs> you just taught me so much uh, that life has its own rhythm, you know, and um, the universe yeah, has I its mean, own rhythm. Listen to your heartbeat one day. I mean, that's the essence. That's the essence of your tune. Yes. You know, that's you. That is you. Nobody else has that heartbeat except you. Right. So what would be your advice to get in tuned, so to speak? Start listening. More. Start listening to your body. Okay. Start listening to the sounds around you, whether it's music or nature or birds. Yeah. That's you. That's how. Yeah. Yeah. Are you outside? Yeah, I, huh? Are you outside? I hear birds. What was that? I was asking, no. are you outside? No. I think I think I think those are birds in our heads. <laughs> no <Already> way. <laughs> no freaking way. No. <laughs> no. I hear birds chirping around you. Mother nature is speaking. <laughs> you know, I I'm, I really admire birds because birds are always on key. Wow. You never hear a bird emanating a, a sound that's, uh, you know, instead of that G, they're not on G sharp, or they're not on F. They're, they are they are hitting that G like, no, like nobody else can. Yeah. That is so amazing. I love talking yeah, yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me ask you a question uh, pertaining to the vaccine. But what effects, if any, would adversaries, would they have on the brain? Like, Especially something like um, COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen vaccine. Too early to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Too early to tell. Yeah. 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 It yeah. is. I just look at I just look at what the um, the real authorities on vaccines, and you know I keep I keep alert though I'm reading, I'm reading about it. Have you taken your vaccine yet? Um, yes, I have. I've taken it already. Yeah. My turn came up. I took it. You, you, you yeah. only took one dosage or two? Two already, yeah, yeah. And yeah. which vaccine was it? And did you have any side effects? In no right side there? effects whatsoever, no. I took the vaccine that was available at the hospital. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, that's very interesting. Um, I just, I need to know more uh, about, um, there was, uh a seat oh god let me think of this there was a lady in politics that just passed her name was karen lewis and we at speak your mind radio want to give condolences to her family she passed away because she had brain cancer how do people how do people become exposed to something so serious like brain cancer well, you know, there's a lot of theories on it. I follow, I'm very, I became very close friends with somebody on Instagram who had, um, has brain cancer, was a brain cancer fighter. And her name is Steph Nash. And she's, uh, and we did a couple of interviews with her. She's in Canada. And um, if they want to see somebody fighting, I think she's now four or five years uh, with this. Uh, it's really, really a moving story. And, um, and brain cancer is one of the last, no, not last, probably one of the uh, major health uh, issues that um, 
they need a lot more research in. Yeah. It's a devastating illness to have, but she's amazing. She's t- totally inspirational. Stephanie Nash is her name. She's on Instagram. I'll send you a link. I have a look I... through her file. She also was a, uh, she, she does a lot of hip hop interviews, by the way. You may, you may have seen her. She was starting her career in um, radio when it struck. Yeah. In Canada, the Canadian scene, Toronto. Wow. Uh, yeah, she's amazing. Really yeah. amazing. Yeah. I would like yeah. to meet Seth. That's her name, Seth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'll send you a link to her. Yeah, yeah. please do so because that's amazing mm-hmm. right there. All these amazing people, uh, interconnection, like seriously. Yeah, that's what social media is all about. It's about um, just making a connection because, I mean, you know, we would never have met had I had it not been social media. And so no matter what they say, social media is the most powerful um, way of linking. It's like the circulatory system of the world. You know, it just, you, you make connections with people that are so incredible that you would never have met in your you know your geographical vicinity yeah definitely agree with you on that because i've met some interesting characters and you're one of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's really cool doctor oh okay um i'm just looking through my notes and i have another question for you because you answered you answered most of them i think you answered all of them okay um yeah let's just talk Let's just talk because I want to know, I'm interested. I was intrigued with you when I first heard about you. This is the reason why we're having this interview, so to speak. So tell me more, tell me more about your thought process because it's extraordinary. Well, I'm trying to um, give a message about ambidexterity, um, about the um, ability of women to go into areas that are predominantly male, have a great, have a, have a, um, a good career. I wouldn't say great, but I would say, you know, a good, a good, honest career, Amen. Uh, come out mid career, end of career without being, with still emanating kindness yes, and positivity and to also look back and pull the other women forward. Amen. Um, yeah. And so, um, and I'm also in, in this thing where, you should, um, just because you're in one field doesn't mean you can jump, in, you, you can't jump into another field. So being in neurosurgery, a brain surgeon, and going into art, um, I'm channeling my neurosurgery through art, and I'm channeling my art through neurosurgery. It's, it's, a, it's a reverberating back and forth. So people sometimes think if you, that you're losing focus mm. by broadening your horizon. Some, some um People can be very singularly minded. Um, I think that um, the more you do, if you're passionate about something else besides, um, you know, neurosurgery, besides um, teaching, you have another passion, music, cooking, uh, art, uh, athletics, you should do everything. Do is don't waste your chance on earth not to do something that you're really passionate about. And don't listen to people who say, oh, you know, you're, you're losing your focus. You're going off into art. You know, you should just do brain surgery. No, no, because your life will be higher for it. Yes. And so the message to the young people, because they have access to different um, things because of social media, which reaches across boundaries, reaches across specialties, reaches across professions, 
is to just do it, do it, do whatever you think you can, do whatever you think you dream you could have done, and don't limit yourself to one thing. So yeah. those are, that's really why I'm on social media. I don't think I would be on social media whether just for neurosurgery. I wouldn't. I, there's nothing you know. I, I wouldn't do it just for neurosurgery. I'm not interested in likes and follows or um, getting patients that way. Um, I'm doing it because I think that there's um, a message, and my my life could serve as a small example of. Um, other possibilities, other way of looking at um, how you can conduct your life and your profession. Yes, that that's yep. very uh, great advice. Similar to you, similar yeah. to what you're doing too. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually needed to hear that because I do not want my audience to think that I'm only talking about music. Now, if I can relate everything that I do back to music, because that is my passion, I most definitely will. And relating back to what you said, doctor, about don't just stick to one thing, do it all, especially while you still have the time on earth. Yeah. And so there's some things that I need to do just talking to you that are still music related that I need to get on top of, like ASAP, seriously. Yep. And, um, yep. I really, all I can really say is thank you for that message because if it didn't touch anybody else out there, it definitely touched me. So I have some work to do. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we all have work to do until, until the day we, we die. Amen. And so don't stop trying to make your life and those around those who are around you live better. Okay. Uh, just don't, don't keep, don't stop until you can't breathe anymore. I, I will definitely do that. Thank you. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, even after you don't breathe, maybe if you've made some contribution, like the funny brains in the back, maybe it'll <laughs> affect, maybe those things will affect other people as, as you know, as you're, if you're gone. And so uh, it's important, um, the interviews you leave you, yourself or art, writing, things like that, you know, or serving as an example. I think it's important. It is important. Yeah. And I want to ask you a question. I, I, do you have any questions for me? This is unorthodox, but, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, um, so I, I think that, um, you know, when I first, um, Carol first told me that we were going to talk, um, I, I thought, well, you know, I'm not sure that um, the, the, the um, domains fit. But then I thought about it and I said, you know what? I need to go outside and she needs to go outside. We need to go outside our comfort zones and, and you know, improve our dialogue with everybody. Because I think your audience will benefit from thinking about the brain thinking about music and the brain. And I, I certainly have benefited from looking at your videos. And um, I'm glad that I had the opportunity to chat with you because I always want to push myself outside things that I normally do. And this is the perfect thing. The perfect thing was talking to, talking to somebody like you whose interests are very contemporary. Thank you. And I felt the yeah. same way about you too. And even though when I first heard about you, Ducaro, I was just like, yeah, she's cool. Or da, 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 da. And then I, as a, the time started getting closer to actually have you on the show, I got, I froze up a little bit. I had cold feet. And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think I can do this. I don't, I don't know what I can do. And 
I was like, calm down, just calm down and be yourself. And then here you come, you know, being yourself and, you know, just teaching me a thing or two. And I appreciate that. And it helped me step out my comfort zone too. <laughs> okay. I, all right. I think we froze. Yeah, you're frozen for sure. Let me see. I'm going to try to... Ah, uh, there you go. I hear you. Okay. I see you. You know what was fun? You know what was funny? What? <laughs> you said I froze up, and you literally froze up on the screen. Oh! <laughs> I think I think that. Oh my god, that was that was hysterical. You go, I you know, I froze up, and it. Then... <laughs> That's gonna look cool on camera because it's natural. That's funny. <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. but I'm, I, I admire your um, courage in, in coming on and interviewing somebody that's in totally uh, out of left field, not even in, in uh, anything you would have ha really had experience in. It's amazing. And uh, I admire that, that you did it. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah. took a leap of faith. Always do that. The rest of your life, just keep doing that. Keep doing that. That's the best. That's the way to go. Is get get out get take take that leap of faith even if you're gonna fall down you may fly take yeah, that leap that's of true. faith that's so yeah. true yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely extraordinary this, this is so cool man I, I thank you so so much for coming on the show you you made my I don't know you just made my February literally you know so thank I mean you. everybody you know yeah um thank you again I, I guess i'm gonna end it or whatever okay cool and <laughs> uh yeah really mm -hmm. nice talking to you and uh i'm gonna keep following you um yes. i expect i expect big things and uh cool. keep doing what you're doing that's it i mean you're passionate about it keep keep following that dream i will i will okay Thank you. All Catherine. right. And look for my, look for my Hawaiian sun series. Okay. I sure will. There'll be a lot it. more Hawaiians there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank All you. Right. Peace out. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. That was cute. Oh my gosh. That was